Welcome to the Romans 911 Project Podcast, where stepping into the reconnection in the one new man and the fullness of John 17 love and unity is becoming a reality. In each episode, join Grant Barry to drill down deeper into this reconnection and alignment message and the final reforms for the ecclesia, for the church. As we will discover, the reconnection becomes a power key to open the door to God's end-time plans to help restore the family of God for the preparation of the bride, the last great harvest, and Israel's salvation, all of which will lead to the Lord's return. The reconnection message has end-time consequences for us all. Here's Grant. If we want the fire, we have to reconnect the wire. Beloved, we have spent uh, the last 80 plus podcasts introducing and promoting the reconnection message. Uh, This is a tie into reconnection mandate directive number one, where we would really understand this message and its significance during this day of Israel's awakening. We are going to make a transition now into the legs and a face. And what does that mean? Putting legs and a face to this message. There are many great books written about the one you man, introducing it to us, but little has been written to put a, a flesh to this message. What will it look like in the church as the church and the messianic bodies come together, as the church and the nations come together with the believing body, the remnant of Israel in the land. And so I really hope that you enjoy um, these next conversations as we uh, dialogue on what the reconnection is, what it will look like, um, adjustments and modifications to be made to the entire church, both here and in Israel. and then additional adjustments for those churches in the parts of the world that are connected to more heavily populated Jewish areas. So beloved, I hope that you enjoy these podcasts and just want to encourage you always to reach out to us with your questions and comments uh, and go on the uh, Reconnecting Ministries website at romans911.org. May the God of Israel richly bless you. Lots of love to you in Yeshua. Beloved, we've been laying the foundation stones to putting legs and a face on this reconnection message, which we're getting much closer to. We have this podcast and the next, and then we will begin to address in detail some of, or I should say a good amount of the reconnection issues related to moving this message forward into the church and messianic bodies and how it's actually going to look and and obviously some of the changes and modifications that we need to contemplate 
In the last podcast, we started to address one of the most significant issues to help us to to understand uh, what we're going to be facing because the devil will do everything in his power to resist this message. And I've already testified to the many experiences I've had in my own life carrying this message, how the enemy is always there to try and steal the message away, trying to, to stop it or shut it down. And we need to begin to gain a deeper understanding of this and do our best to be able to outsmart the enemy, but also to be more effective in prayer and intercession, to be able to address these resistances, to call on heaven and to ask the Father's power to crush the enemy under his feet in the way that these resistances are coming and these attacks are coming. When I first wrote the Ezekiel generation, which exposes the enemy's influence over the Gentile church through generational anti-Semitism, I thought mainly that, that, that this influence was the greatest barrier that prevented us from connecting spiritually. And although it definitely is the foremost root in our hearts, and is the beginning of the restoration process in the one you man. I truly believe that because there's there's uh, blindness, there's residual influences at play that we're not even aware of that are preventing us and keeping the door shut. And the Lord's looking to release his mercy through us, wash away these influences and open the door to a pathway of restoration and understanding that he's beckoning us into to restore the fullness of John 17 foundationally, which is between Jew and Gentile. That's the oneness uh, that the Lord was crying out for in verse 23. It's not just the oneness between all of us, but it's also foundationally between the oneness between Jew and Gentile, between Jew and Arab, between Jew and foreigner, etc., etc. And so as we confess and break off these influences, the enemy still has other barriers and obstacles in place that he can call on. We have to understand how crafty the devil is and will actually use anything he can to prevent us from finding the fullness of this reconnection message, the fullness of this restoration in God's family, the fullness of the reforms that he's beckoning us to pray into that the remnant body of Yeshua would arise out of the darkness and shine as a beaming light. This is, beloved, where we're going. This is the pathway he's beckoning us to at this point. And there's no replacement for the restoration. And this is a major wake-up call for most of the church, both charismatic and evangelical. Um, understanding that uh, we... The, the, the one new man or the restoration of the one new man is foundational to the rebuilding of the kingdom of God on the face of the earth. Hallelujah. You know, it might help us to compare receiving the fullness of the reconnection message to the seed that fell into the good soil. The parable of the Soha that yielded 30, 60, and 100 times 
what was sown. But many other obstacles were in place, right? That to prevent people from finding it. This is the case with our humanity when it comes to this reconnection message where we can so easily hang our hats. And I've seen so many blessed believers loving Israel, uh, but, but then hanging their hats on some eschatology, some end time perspective that will shut them down from coming into the fullness of what God is calling us to at this particular time. We've got some great images actually in the Romans 911 teachings that actually uh, use top hats to illustrate how many believers get hung up on certain things. And isn't that true of past revivals as well, how the church has just, you know, uh, gets certain revelation and, and then the Holy Spirit moves on with greater insight uh, into a, a new area that he's bringing us into to bring us to the fullness of this restoration. And yet many of us hang our hats on the old and won't go near the new and where the Holy Spirit is leading us. And it's so important. That's why it's so important to have this place of humility. I, I truly believe that one of the greatest characteristics for us during this time is to be, is, is to really have this place of humility, to humble, to walk out humbly on a daily basis and to be honest with ourselves and to how can we win over the mind if we're not you know looking very carefully and uh, as to what is coming through it and what needs to be confessed and repented and even broken off so many of us end up getting shut down because as we begin to touch this this reconnection piece some of us begin to try and slot it in with the other different perspectives and ministry focuses, not understanding that it's a fountain for all. Um, and um, what's wonderful about this journey is I can only share from my own experience. It's like never ending. It's like, uh, and, and uh, as I wrote Romans number one, the Lord put on my heart that the more we come into this love and unity, the more the Lord is going to reveal to us. And I can only tell you that this is the case. We're coming into deeper revelation and insight of this message as we go through our each sabbatical year. The Lord is taking us deeper. And I want to invite you, those of you who have not yet got on pathway, to pray about coming into this restoration and receiving it in your heart. But I want to tell you, there will be great resistance and it's going to take an increased discernment on our part to be able to navigate these days and stay on track as best we can with the Lord, always looking up towards Him moving in faith and not giving to fear. The enemy's goal, beloved, is to control us and maintain division. I've witnessed it on so many occasions. So, beloved, I can't 
emphasize enough the significance for us, not only to be able to outsmart the enemy, but to be willing to fight the good fight, to discern daily and overcome the evil one the way that the Lord showed us to in Matthew 4 and Luke 4, to use the sword of the Spirit, which overcomes him. And he can't stand up to the Word of God. And every time we quote scripture related to the area of attack, and we have faith in our hearts, he has to leave. Um, but we need to be willing to be taught and to learn more. Um, I want to say to be more regular in the way in which we overcome the thought life that the enemy comes through to try and prevent faith and to shut us down. And that during this days, God is calling us to having greater discernment. And I want to leave us with a scripture here uh, that Paul writes in 2 Corinthians in the second chapter. And he's he's referring to forgiveness um, and, and obviously the significance of us learning and always moving in a place of forgiveness, whatever it is, whatever's been brought against us. Hallelujah. But in verse 11, he says this, in order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. And this is how the first century church moved. This is how Paul was instructed by the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us to have the same lifestyle and witness to be able to overcome the thought life because that's the power of scripture remember the word of god does not come back void it's sharper than a double-edged sword hebrews 4 12 able to divide thoughts and matters and thoughts and attitudes of the heart it is a power sword beloved and we have to learn how to use it more effectively, but also to be willing to fight more regularly when we need to. And a great uh, analogy here, really, uh, I think, is uh, of Yeshua sleeping in the boat, but then not sleeping when he's in the garden. And it, it, we don't have to have the sword all the time. We need to use the sword when it's necessary and of course when he was on the boat he was sleeping he was resting there was no need for him, for, uh, for him to be alarmed or alerted but when it came to the spiritual attack of the enemy that was trying to take Yeshua out from even going to the cross for our sins sweating blood can you even imagine we just cannot even fathom what Yeshua had to deal with when he was weeping and sweating blood in the Garden of Gethsemane before he came. But look at the example that God's given us in Matthew 4 and Luke 4 to overcome the enemy and to use the sword effectively 
to bring us back to a place of peace, which is rightfully ours in our hearts. Peace and joy, beloved, are rightfully ours, but we need to fight for them. And this is the daily walk. It's the daily sanctification. Uh, but during these days, we have called into an increased focus to uh, uh, to become more victorious because the days that are or that we are facing are, are, are going to be darker and the darkness will increase and that's why the light must arise and shine and so let's pray I want to end this session with a prayer because um, we need God's help I include myself um, I, I enjoy living days of peace I, I enjoy being peaceful and I'm so thankful to the Lord for the peace and the joy that he gives me in my spirit. But there are those times, beloved, that I need to fight more and I don't. And the enemy comes in and my spirit gets quenched. And we, come on, we all know what that's about uh, as we go deeper into the walk. But Lord, I'm just praying for all of us during these days that you would sharpen the discernment necessary that we would pull the sword out when it's needed and learn how to apply it at the time so that when the attack comes it would be like elijah putting his cloak over his head because we would know when we need to move in the, in a particular way of warfare to be able to maintain the peace and the joy and the victory that we have in our hearts. Beloved, until the next time we meet, may the God of Israel richly bless you. Lots of love in Yeshua. And have faith to overcome. The victory is ours. Thank you, Grant, for that insightful discussion. To dialogue with Grant and Halley, Please send comments and questions to email at Romans911.org. Again, that's email at Romans911.org. If you resonate with the Romans 911 project, please pray about partnering with us to bring this reconnection message to the threshold of the church. Sign up for our monthly email. Join our global virtual meetings with other believers to dialogue and pray together. And most important, read the Romans 911 book, Time to Sound the Alarm, and view the Romans 911 study guide 12 to 14 hour video teachings, which are free when you purchase the study guide. The Romans 911 books and teachings are transformational into God's end time plans to prepare the bride and reform the church. They help to create the breakthrough that will change the world. The reconnection message is like a golden key from the heart of the Father to restore love and unity in God's family that opens the door to the fulfillment of Yeshua's prayer in John 17. And it establishes the pathway for the body of Messiah, the body of Christ, to receive the greater glory. But this reconnection message in the one new man has been hidden during the church age in the mystery to reawaken Israel to faith and is only just now coming to light. That's why we need your help to fund this project, to bring the message forth. 
to help us blow the holy shofar to awaken the greater church into this restoration. Now is the time. Would you pray to give Chai, to give life to the reconnection, to reach the church and the messianic body, and help unite the family of God? To fund the Romans 911 project, we have created the Give Chai Life Campaign. Chai is a Hebrew word meaning life, but it also represents the number 18. And for just one Chai, $18 a month, you can make a difference. Please be prayerful about this. We can't do this without precious saints like yourself who are beginning to get this revelation to help us bring this message before the church. For more information on the Romans 911 project, please visit our website at romans911.org. It's easy to remember, romans911.org. Please also subscribe to the Romans 911 Project wherever you listen to podcasts at the end.